Hello and welcome to The Wise Why. This morning I am joined by Anne-Marie Miles. I'm hoping I've said that correctly. I always get it wrong on the surname. Yes, you have. <laughs> this is a standard joke now, by the way, on The Wise Why, that I go get to the surname and I go, no, it's, a, it's actually a dyslexic thing, so I'm going to get it out of the way, that it's a fear that I have of getting someone's name wrong because I'm dyslexic. Oh, I know. So Anne-Marie <laughs> <laughs> so Anne and I have known each other for about 18 months and... I have watched her journey grow and she is a brilliant, amazing, multi-talented individual. But as usual, the show isn't about me. It is about my guest. So Anne-Marie, introduce yourself and the bits that you don't want to talk about, I'll make sure we do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, well, so my, uh, as you can hear from the accent, I'm from Dublin in Ireland uh, and I'm the youngest child of a family of eight children. We grew up in a household full of music and parties and gatherings. I've got 27 nieces and nephews, uh, most of them living in Ireland, some of them in far-flung places, but most of them still back where we were all born and brought up. So, But I am living in South Wales. Uh, I'm married to Richard. Richard is a church minister. And sadly, we have no children, but we've got lots of musical instruments, books and fridge magnets. <laughs> and that's what our house is full of fridge magnets from all over the world and uh, yeah so I, I was brought up with music music was a big thing in our family and spending time with each other so we still do spend a lot of time with each other I've got three older sisters and four older brothers and me and my three sisters we do try and get together every so often and, and I love seeing that yeah I it says, I love the connection you have so I come from a very extended family and uh, there are there's a little bit of Irish in there because I'm I if you if you cut me in half I am Miss UK because I am Irish oh. and Scots and Welsh. <laughs> so uh, my grand my great grandfather got kicked out of Dublin I believe for being a naughty boy. Um, yeah, that's another story for another time. <laughs> but this life experience that you have has spurred you to write stories. Not only are you a speaker, a public speaker, but you're a wife of a minister. I mean, my goodness. Oh, and you coach social media to yeah. people who are petrified of technology. Yeah. So how did this all come about? Oh, gosh. I mean, I I loved I started blogging uh, years ago because I just you know, when the when the blog, when the whole blog thing was new, I started blogging because what I was at the time I was trying to lose weight. Now, I've been trying to lose weight since I was about 12 years old. And it is a constant uh, journey for me, a long, an ongoing journey for me. So I started to blog about food and weight and then I gave it up and I started again. And as time has gone on, writing has become more and more important to me. I moved into fiction then when I turned 40. Uh, I moved into fiction and started writing short stories and longer form short stories. But I, I never, I never made, I never made, I never made the break, never got published, never, you know, so, but I loved it. I did it because I love it. And I still do it because I love it. And I find it very cathartic. I find it a great way to spend time. And I am always, I've got notebooks in every handbag in every corner of the house and, all that, and so that I can scribble if I have an idea, so I can scribble it down. But I, had a I suppose you could call it a bit of a, a breakdown uh, something happened I had an emotional crash just before the pandemic so lockdown hadn't started the pandemic was some it wasn't a pandemic it was some distant virus that was happening on the other side of the world 
And I was really struggling in my job. I was very busy in church, very busy in work and very stressed. And I hit a wall and I went into work one day, burst into tears. My boss sent me home. That was January of 2020. I never went back to that job. I was off on long term sick for a good while after that, but I never went back to that office job again. And during the time of the pandemic, uh, my Christian faith is very, very important to me. And God was very, very gracious to me because I think if I'd if the church was still going and active and I wasn't able to be active in the church, I think it would have exacerbated my stress. And I'm not saying that the pandemic happened for my benefit, <laughs> but <laughs> it was an opportunity for me to actually stop doing everything I was doing because literally we had to close the doors of the church as every building did every office building every shop everything we shut down so there was nothing to do so I literally sat and stared at a wall for a few months and then eventually started to wake up and then I thought I need to do something I I need I need to do something I need to find my place in the world again I need to find a passion for something I found it very hard to write during that time I didn't write a word and I found it very hard to write very hard to read for any length of time so I, I was really struggling with depression and anxiety so the in May 2021 I spotted a, an ad for a tech pixie boot camp and I thought, well, I know a bit about social media. I was always mad into computers. I met my husband on the internet. I've got the internet down. I know, you know, I, I've got this, but maybe it'll tell me about some trends for 2022 and maybe I could learn a bit more. And and being a part of Tech Pixies has just opened up everything for me. It gave me the idea for my podcast. It gave me the confidence to actually go down the road of encouraging people in smart technology in the internet, which I'd been doing anyway during lockdown. You know, you're on mute. You're on <laughs> mute. You know, all this that, that we were all doing. So older folk in our congregation getting to grips with YouTube, getting to grips with Zoom. I was on the phone to them, talking them through step by step how to get how to connect to our services and everything. And I thought that's I'd love to do that. I'd love to go and help people to actually get the iPad that the grandkids bought them, get it out of the box and start using it. That's what I wanted. So. I joined Tech Pixies, but as is the case with a lot of people who've joined Tech Pixies, it became so much more. It became uh, this window to a world of opportunity and a world of my own potential that there was so much more that I could do, hence the podcast and moving into social media. And then my desire to speak had always been there because I was raised to stand in front of a group of people and sing a song. That's how we were raised. So all of my brothers and sisters were all pretty confident in all of that stuff. Cause my dad would say, right, stand up straight, sing a song there, you know? <laughs> so and we'd all stand in front of granny and sing for her. So that standing in front of a group of people, it, it's for me, it was a natural thing to do. And I, but I thought, you know, something, I actually have a message. I have something that I want to say. And it was basically, you are worth working on. You know that there's a quote I've seen before, you are the most important project you will ever work on. And I remember reading that and going, that is my message. I've struggled with my weight since I was a preteen. And 
sometimes I start my diet again or start my healthy eating plan again every Monday morning. And if that's what I have to do, then that's what I have to do. And I am worth doing that for. And so the last couple of years have just been amazing. They've opened my eyes, not just to the potential that's out there, but the potential that is in here. The potential I have to make a difference, to speak into people's lives, to support people. So, yeah, it's been an amazing journey over the last few years. It really has. And I'm very excited about what the next phase is. And I feel like I'm revving in neutral a little bit, ready to <laughs> launch into something. And I have no idea what that is, but I'm I'm very excited about it anyway. So, so um, I have lots of friends and, and, it's, and I, w I just want to put it out there that um, weight is an issue for a lot of people, mm. me included. And I, I'm I, people look at me because they go, oh, yeah, you're a size 10, 12. Um, you don't have a problem with your weight. But the, I do. I have a massive problem with my weight because I was a dancer and I struggled to wear a leotard because when I put a leotard on or a swimming costume on, I immediately feel I am humongous. When I look in the mirror, what I see is not what other people see. Um, I see the girl that I used to be when I was dancing. And of course, I was training lots you know I was at a dance school so I was training and training and training so I was very very slender and very very fit and now in my head uh, I'm humongous and I come from a family that have always struggled with their weight apart from my dad my dad's tiny but it's it's a uh, it weight is something that we shouldn't be judged on no. you know when you look at somebody they could have easily have been or struggling with an eating disorder and it mm. could be I've got friends who are bulimic I have got friends who have gone and sadly are not here today and it does still hurt because anorexia took their lives so you know your podcast is incredible I'm just going to put the ticker tape on so people sure. can have a look at it which I don't normally do I'm hoping I can do this yeah. <laughs> uh yay oh Whoop. there it went, yeah. um, there, it went. there we go <laughs> because I love the fact that your podcast is is incredibly positive mm. And it's not, it's, it's for everyone. So I've deliberately put this on today because I know it's a really difficult subject to talk about, but I want people to be able to know where to find your podcast and what is it called? It's called Words, Wobbles and Wisdom um, because I'm a writer and I love to write and I wanted to bring some of my writing about the weight loss journey into it. And wobbles uh, refers to the physical wobbles, but also the emotional wobbles and the mental health wobbles that um, uh, overeating and compulsive eating and that kind of guilt that we feel about it and all that. I wanted to bring all of that into it. And the wisdom, because I'm a Christian, I find my wisdom in God's word in the Bible. So I do bring that into it as well. I, I don't preach sermons, but that's where I get my wisdom from. So I wanted that to be part of it so that's how I came up with words wobbles and wisdom and that's the title of it and it's it's interesting what you say about you uh, you and your size and your weight because I would have always thought that anybody who was you know uh, any way skinnier than me had no business complaining about their weight that's how I used to feel and I have uh, uh, nieces you know who've had children and they want to get back into sh the shape they were before they had their children and inwardly I'd be gone gosh I would die to be your size stop complaining stop whatever and over time I have come to realize that this is an issue that most women face it doesn't matter you know I know people who are only like literally three or four pound away from their goal and they have 
been years trying to lose that last three or four pound and they just can't get it off and it consumes them and it ruins their day and ruins their weekend and ruins the tri their trip to the wedding and all of that stuff because all they're thinking about is that three or four pound and I suddenly realized and I, I wish I could remember which episode it is but I talk about that I talk about that kind of huzzah moment where I thought this is not just my issue this is not just an issue for the big girls this is an issue for lots and lots of people I have men who listen to the podcast who have no weight on them at all and they listen because they have a thing in their lives yeah that is not about food it's about something else that they wrestle with and they struggle with well food's really powerful and mm -hmm. and this is one of the things I mean I, I can't go into why I know about this yeah. but there's food is one thing we can control as children you know, yeah. it's the one thing that we can we can ask we want or we we can say, I don't want. Yeah. And, you know, the if you saw my underwear tour, I'm not going to be going to say this, <laughs> you would find things that are there for my fat days, for my days where I've got to go out. Yeah. I have a dress in my wardrobe that I bought a month ago and I have I put it on to wear somewhere and I haven't worn it yet. And I am going to wear it. And I've got a target for when I'm going to wear it. When yeah. my stomach is flat enough to wear it. Yeah. What is that about? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so so I don't yeah. want to just bang on about, about weight. But I do think it was important that we we shared the fact that it's body positivity is yeah. something that I struggle with. But I do say to myself every morning, and I do look at myself, and my husband goes, you're not fat, you're you're tiny. And I say, we don't use the word fat. And he goes, oh, for goodness sake, it's a yeah, you've yeah. used it on yourself. And I go, yep. So we're going to talk about some of the, maybe some of the stuff that we, uh, that internal voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got a way to switch it off yet? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, well, one of the things that I do is I, and actually, this is a podcast episode. Don't listen to yourself. Talk to yourself. Because I have a I have a constant, constant running narrative going on. It's always, always running. Now, oh, I, I am getting control of it slowly but surely. But like 12 months ago, say, I it, two years ago, I would have this constant running narrative. You're big, you're huge, you look ridiculous in that top. Uh, you're this, you're that, you're the whatever. You know, a constant, this, this constant thing. And... I would try and ignore it and I would try and block it out and I would try. And now I talk to myself and go, do you know something? You're doing great. You are doing great. Like in 2012, I was 24 stone. I was two pounds short of 24 stone. I'm doing great. I'm 51. I'm probably healthier than I've ever been, even though I've still got loads of weight to lose. I'm probably mentally and emotionally healthier than I've ever been so I talk to that and I contradict that running narrative and that's how I deal with it when I hear it I go no 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 you're doing great okay yeah you probably shouldn't have eaten that this morning but that's it draw a line you know you didn't run over a dog you're fine draw a line move on go for a walk and I think it's that uh positive and what's the word I'm looking for proactive um mentoring of self that I find really really useful I think we do need others to speak into our lives I think it's great to get help and I am getting help at the moment I'm having some therapy and some nutritional coaching with someone at the moment 
and it's really, really helping me. But that's the importance of self-mentoring and actually finding the value of yourself to say, Do you know, something you are worth working on. You're worth being gentle with. You are loved. You were created by God. You are loved by him and you are worth working on. And I find just speaking to that rolling narrative tends to quieten it for a while anyway. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for saying that. So I want to, to know about who's inspired you. I'm, oh gosh, I'm very inspired by my family. Uh, and even though, you know, they're not perfect, nobody is. I have found my, my mother and father raised, you know, their eight children. They both worked. And my father's work ethic was, you know, get up for school, get up for work. And well, if your leg fell off, well, then pick it up and go to work. So, you know, so I'm, not, very... I'm laughing because I'm like, going, I'm hearing, there's so many similarities here. I should, you, you, you don't meet my mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, you know, and uh, if you, if we were sick off school, um, mom would have to hide us till dad went to work if we were still in the house because he got mad if he took a day sick off school. It didn't matter how sick you were, you know. But so, yeah, so I find um, I find, you know, my my older sisters have been, you know, they kind of part reared me. My mother was 41 when she had me. And I think, you know, I was number eight and I think she had the guts full of the child rearing. And my older sisters were young mums at the time. So I spent as much time with them as I did at home. So I, you know, they've and still do uh, pour in to my life and they're uh, really instrumental in you know, in keeping me, uh, keeping me in clothes and keeping me in treats and stuff like that. They still spoil the baby of the family. Oh. Uh, another person who I don't have anymore in my life, but and I only knew him for, th for three years of my father-in-law. He was probably the nicest Christian man I ever met. A very godly, very gentle, um, quiet, but just faithful man. He, he had been ill. And was recovering from an illness when I met Richard and got to know him. And he uh, he died about three years after I met him. And that was like 23, 24 years ago. And still I miss him every day. Like he was such he was such an inspiration to me. And he was so faithful and quietly faithful um, in his Christian life and, and just in his just in the way he was. And he was such an example. And he was an example to other people in my family. My mother used to say, whenever I feel down, I think of Bernard and I think how faithful he is and how, you know, trusting he is. And he he just was an inspiration to so many people, a quiet inspiration. You know, there's no plaque with his name on it anywhere, but mm -hmm. he made a massive difference to a lot of us in the family. And we miss him still 20 odd years later, we miss him terribly. Aww. So it, for me, it's it's less uh um kind of the big names that everybody would know and more people that have spoken directly into my life and people who've you know impacted me um uh, I, I have to i have to mention joy foster who was the head <laughs> of tech pixies because she's she's just so super generous and i tech pixies as like i say has just opened a massive door of opportunities and belief in myself and it's so much more. I mean, it's social media coaching, um, uh, but it's so much more than that. And very quickly became a lot more than that. It's a wonderful community of women who are supporting each other. And uh, yeah, so it's, yeah, 
I think it's people I've had one-to-one connections with yeah I was gonna say I think what's really special um you know I've I've got to know you over the last 18 months or, or however long it is and I've always seen that you lift people up and even I think we've all had moments I mean the pandemic was particularly difficult for me um I've been where you are with where you've walked into the office mm. in fact I've, I've done worse than that I was at a work do and oh, had gosh. one extra glass of wine and turned around and could not control the tears that were in my oh, eyes gosh. um and my colleague John <laughs> Mr Hill who grabbed me and went go to bed now no yeah. I hadn't actually drunk it wasn't alcohol it was purely I was so at the end of my rope I was I was exhausted I was trying to balance the life and mom and the expectations of work and the work was only supposed to three days a week and it was this is not a critique of the job at all I love the job but yeah. it had gone to five days a week yeah. and I was trying to cram it into three days a week so on a Monday and a Friday I was putting my daughter down for a nap and then having to, to pick up work to get it done working till yeah. 11 o'clock at night and I was completely burnt out but I didn't recognize it yeah and then things happened in my life which then allowed me to go off and do um to, to well eventually launch this but the pandemic meant that I went backwards and I stopped being a worker I stopped working and went mm-hmm. back to being a full-time mom and oh I I, my depression levels were through the floor because I really struggled. I was really lonely. Mm. My husband was in his office, twenty mm. pretty much locked in, in in his office having to work. And all I had was my three-year-old at the time, which sounds awful. I had my three-year-old, but I had walks and walks and walks yeah, and yeah, yeah. walks and walks. <laughs> isn't it interesting because I think for – for many people what they do is very defining and it's not a huge problem until you lose the thing you do and suddenly who am I because I always wanted to be a mother like say 27 nieces and nephews and that when we were married I was sick and had to have surgery and that was it so it wasn't like years of longing and waiting I had surgery Mm -hmm. and that was that was the end it was it was over and I remember thinking, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm going to be. And when there's something in your life that that defines you or that, you know, that you feel, or this is the thing I am, this is the thing I do, and that goes, we can feel very lost very, very quickly, can't we? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, my journey to motherhood has been fraught. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't easy um and it came with a lot of barriers and I'm very blessed and very grateful that I have our beautiful amazing inspiring daughter but it wasn't an easy route to go and I don't talk about it because it is it's it's actually her story so I should leave it there yeah but um it is very it it wasn't easy Mm. so we've talked about that that you've talked about our home our home our home moments I can't even speak this morning that's how much gosh Public speaking coaching, you can't even speak. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so Annette's come and joined us, which is lovely. She's also a tech pixie. And I've watched Annette grow. And I think that's something yeah. to, to mention about what Joy Foster does is, is she brings a group of women together. They're a whole group of very different people, yeah. very individual. But the support and the lifting up and people find their desire, their passion, and they grow. Mm. Now, that growth could be immediate and you could just be somebody that just is a a, a star just shooting on ahead or you could be somebody who takes a bit of time and takes a couple of years but it doesn't matter you're supported you're empowered 
and there's lots of different courses that you can go on so I'm very grateful to Joy as well um I remember my first call I think you were on and I was not in a good place (laughs) and my why is why you know this podcast happened because suddenly I realized I could yeah absolutely uh, and let's also said weight loss organizations need to take responsibility yes they do yeah. uh, because they give you a target yeah everyone knows that if you give someone a target it's a weight on your head yeah yeah, yeah. you know um i used to be a member of weight watchers the approach is wrong because in most cases there is there is so much behind the way we look at food do you know what drives me mad and i'm sure it's you're the same is when you turn on some social media platform and all you're confronted with is images of women putting up the the body contouring things or an app that's going to help you eat correctly yeah 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 i'm i don't know how you feel about this marketing but i just it does my nuts no i just x x over x over not interested not interested not interested yeah. yeah yeah because everybody's different it's not you know you have to find you have to find the way that works for you and the I, I mean, even the, the body positive thing, um, I don't want anybody to hate themselves because of their size. And I wouldn't want anyone to, you know, so I want, that's why I deliberately use the body positive hashtag and I mm-hmm. deliberately speak into body positive issues. But being really, really, really overweight, and I'm only going to talk about myself because I only have the right to talk about myself, was not good for me. It was not good for me. It was not healthy. I was unhappy. I was um, just on the verge of being diabetic. It was a strain on my heart, a strain on my lungs, a strain on my knees. You know, so I I think body positive is great, but there is a side to the body positive movement where I don't have to change. I have to stay exactly the way I am. Now, if you want to stay exactly the way you are, that's that's your right. But don't pretend it's not going to cause you issues as you get older because it is going to cause issues as we get older. That's really and, powerful. You know, um, and I think that's one thing that's kind of I've woken up to that a little bit is just the the other side of the body positive movement that, um, yes, you are. You are beautiful. I follow some really, really big women who who demonstrate, you know, fashion for plus size fashion and all of that stuff. And that's wonderful. Um, and they are and they are some of them are part of the anti diet brigade. And I'm part of that, too. Diets. I'm fed up to the back teeth. I've been on them since I was 12. But don't pretend that this is not an issue, that this is not a strain on your heart, a strain on your symptoms, uh, sorry, a strain on your system. And that as you get older and other people are going to need to care for you, it is going to get harder and harder and harder and harder to live your life, to stay alive. Because most people on the high end of weight, their heart just can't cope with it. So I want to be gentle in that and be humble in that and but I also feel that that side of the body positive movement needs to be addressed. You know? Thank you for sharing yeah. that. It's really, I really, really value what you've just said there. Um, I know you published your book yourself. Yes. <laughs> I'd like to touch on that because that's yeah. really, really inspiring. I love my books. They're they are my babies. They're the babies I never had. And the first time I got to hold a proper printed copy of my book. I thought this is the nearest thing I'm ever going to feel 
to holding my own newborn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the first two books are sh uh, collections of short stories. So there's the long and the short of it is the first one. And then A Sense of the Sea is the second one. And then I decided to write a longer story. So it's like, it's like a short novel. It's about 55,000 words. And that's Gorse Lodge. And that's my favorite. I love Gorse Lodge. I love the characters. I love the story. And all three are self-published. And I've probably spent more money on them than I uh, have taken in on them. But I love them. I love writing. And I love the fact that they're out there. And when people do read them, they don't have a massive fan base. But when people do read them, they really enjoy them. And the short stories were deliberate. Like the shortest story in the first book is 99 words. And the longest one, I think, is uh, three and a half thousand. I think it's the longest one. Um, but I wanted something that people could pick up, you know, on a because some of them are funny and silly. And I wanted something that people could pick up and it, say if they were ill, recovering from an illness or something. And, you know, you can't read. So this is like one page, a, a, a fun or poignant little story that's one page. And then you put it down again. I love it. Uh, you know, my, it's a whole story in one go. Yeah. One of my favourite books that I've, I've ever read was Twisted Fables for Twisted Minds by the Barefoot Doctor. Oh, and they were little short stories. They were Taoist and Advice, an absolutely amazing book. And it was little short stories with a nugget of really good information and then an affirmation at the end of it of like, oh, give yourself permission to, to, to be foolish. Give yeah. yourself permission to go and get drunk. It's okay. Don't do it all the time. Yeah. But, you know, don't do it all the time. Yeah, give yourself right. permission to eat that that chocolate yeah. cake. Yeah. Don't do it all the time. But, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. it was just, uh, I'm going to go and read your little book. I, I was gutted that I hadn't thought to do that. But then um, this was really short notice. So, yes. Um, yeah. It's like, would you like to do it on Friday? And you're like, yeah. what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, somebody dropped out, and I, and I was like, we were talking about September. Then it was yeah. like, come yeah. on, let's let's just do it. Let's um, just do it. I love it. We've had Annette with us all morning, and thank you, Annette, for joining us. Um, this is where the tables get turned, and you get to ask me a question. You've been in the hot seat mm -hmm. for all oh, nearly thirty minutes, and uh, so you now get to turn the tables directly on me, and I get to try and answer your question. So I've got I've got two questions for you. One is, what is the um, where does your surname come from? <laughs> and the other is, tell me about the hair. <laughs> no, I'm not in the second one. I'll start with the first one because it's really easy. Um, it is my husband's surname, and most people know I've been married before. And I really fought with the idea at that point. I was quite right on to take my first husband's surname and I kept my own and at that time I was an actor and I wanted to keep my acting course, name yeah. um but my surname was as my childhood surname was unique there was only at one point one Kirsty Elkin and I really okay. loved that because you know yeah. no matter in the world there was only one Kirsty Elkin yeah. and, it was really, and I love that uniqueness and then I met my husband and obviously he is he is the love of my life next next to my daughter oh my goodness I am the luckiest woman alive so I took Dennis's surname and he laughed and went are you serious it's <laughs> it's Vandenbolk and you'll be further spelling it and I was like but I used to spell Elkin all the time yeah, used to yeah. A -L -K, and it like no E L K. yeah um, so it was no big thing but I absolutely love it it also makes me the only 
unique again because yes. yes. there isn't yeah. one of them. Um, I, I do think God decided to have a laugh on everybody when they when He chose to put my soul onto this earth because I really do believe He went, yeah, this one's going to be a firecracker. <laughs> God help the world. Um, so, but I love it. I love my uniqueness. I love my my husband's name. I'm proud as hell to be Kirsty Vanderbilt and be okay. married to Dennis because he he gets me and I think that's really important and the yeah. purple hair the the crazy yeah. purple hair is actually for my daughter oh cool it, it's completely nicely for my daughter um I've always done stupid crazy things with my hair since you know since my mid-40s particularly since becoming a mum but I had purple hair when I was off on um parental leave and um she doesn't remember it so she asked me one day if I would do it and she'd been really sad oh. um she'd learned something about her story and she was really sad about it really really oh. sad um and she'd said something to her she was falling asleep going I wish you had purple hair and I was actually at the hairdressers the next day and it was like I can make that happen so yeah. I sat in the hairdressers and went could you do something with the bottom maybe dye it purple yeah. the hairdresser went uh, yeah, and <laughs> the purple hair is a hundred percent for my daughter. Isn't that wonderful? I love that. That's absolutely fantastic. That's great. Oh, I love that. Amory, this has been an absolute joy. Thank you so much for sharing your passion, your inspiration, and your absolute honesty. Thank you. It's been lovely to be on the Wise Why. I feel very privileged because it's been a fantastic series. So I feel very oh. privileged to be a guest on the Wise Why. Thank you, Kirsty. Well. Make sure we put a link in for Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. You are tagged up where I can. And um, go and listen to Anne-Marie's podcast and read her book. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>